Greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three broads discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina. Hello, hello. And we have Katie. How's it going? All right, kids. Well, we feel like I just talked to you guys because Loki, we just dropped that episode on Tuesday. It's uh, Wednesday, so we have another episode to talk about as we record on a Thursday. So, yeah, episode two. I mean, called variant of Loki. Let's just uh, let's jump into it, kids. Overall thoughts? Wow. Uh, we were talking off air, and I think we all agreed a lot happened, but then not a lot happened. Like it was a very heavy exposition, I think, episode. And what we got out of it, though, was a lot of information. Specifically, I think about again, we're getting more of how time and space works within the TVA, things of that nature. We obviously find out what the big um, reveal was at the end. So, again, a lot of things happen, a lot of, lot of good stuff, but I'm going to kick to you guys first. So, Katie, you, overall thoughts on this episode specifically? Well, we got Miss Minutes right off the bat, and that's really all I wanted. Um, yeah, it was, uh, like we were saying, a, a lot happened. You know, it, it built up to something real big, but not a whole lot. There was a lot of exposition, a lot of explanations, a more of, like, how this world works and how certain things work. Um, so that was that was interesting. I, I thought it was fun to see Pompeii because I've been – there i've been to those ruins and it was just really funny that he was just like zero cares in the world just being fully loki and um testing his theory that was really fun but uh yeah it was a it was a good episode and of course kind of sets us up for what's to come in a fun way i think yeah it's setting us up it's setting us up i think for a lot of down the road ex- you know explanation and further exploration of the TVA and of this world that we are in specifically. So Christina, I'll throw it to you. What were your overall thoughts on this episode of Loki? I couldn't agree with the two of you more. Um, One thing is I want Loki's variant jacket. I want that to be my fall jacket. Um, So someone needs to get that for sale somewhere. Um, Everything about it I liked. But no, yeah, I thought it was cool, you know, oh, we're at a Renaissance fair and oh, we're at Pompeii and all these different things. And I have questions. I have questions why the TVA couldn't figure out that this is what was happening. If they know all, why didn't they know this? Why did Loki have to figure it out? Um, And Lauren, go ahead. Do your dance. Congratulate yourself. You know you want to. Go ahead and do it. I'm humble. I'm Barry Sanders. I'll just. Give the ball back to the referee. That's all right. That was right. Oh, Barry Sanders. Don't even get us started there. That's a Detroit reference for everybody. That was a a great reference. I love it. (laughs) It's really deep cut. Well, but yeah, Christina, I think, you know, if you want to continue what you're talking about, but yeah, I I totally agree. It sets up a lot, right? I think we got a lot of exposition, don't you think? I mean, what what else do you think about this episode? I am. I thought it was interesting um, how they were able to look at apocalyptic events in the future and find it there. Um, 
find her there. Go ahead, Lauren. Just, just go ahead and tell everybody you're well, right. I was right. I was right. Well, it's I'm okay. Giving it's you the it. opening. I want you, Katie and I gloat when we're I'm right. Handy. I'm handing off the ball. I'll I'm be humble. Katie and I gloat. We first thing we do is start yeah, off by fair. saying beginning that's of an episode fair. we were right. Um, no, but I thought it was cool that they referenced back to Ragnarok and all these other things. And the salad scene had me cracking up because it's clear Owen Wilson was so funny in that scene. Just his face the whole time. I was laughing watching it because he's like. I really wanted that salad. And sometimes that's me with a salad and I could feel this pain. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot there was a lot of Mobius this episode and it, it left me with a lot of questions too. Like I want to know more about him. I want to know more about he he was everyone else in the TVA seems like a robot and he is the most human out of all of them, and that leaves me with a lot of questions. Yeah, me too. I did love the end that we got classic Owen Wilson. Like we got the classic Owen Wilson yelling Loki. Like that was that was Owen Wilson in every movie he's ever done. And I enjoyed that. I'm just waiting for Owen Wilson to say wow and then we will full circle. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's going yeah, to happen. We're gonna get a wow. We're getting sure. a wow. We have to, right? We have to. Why have cast to. him if you're not gonna use it? It's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I agree with you both. So I think what caught my eye this episode was the the explanation of how time and space is working. So in the beginning, we see that they go to Wisconsin because the female Loki was there and obviously started a branch. And Loki even asked Mobius, like, can't you guys just go further back in time before she gets here, blah, 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 blah. And Mobius said that's not how it works. You know, once an event starts, they can't really go back in time to prevent it. They can only go in that time, in real time in that time, and set a charge and cut the branch. So, which, again, that's interesting. So they can't, they can't really, they're not controlling time as far as, like, they can go back and forth. They can just go into that event in real time and change and, you know, again, reset. So again, I think we're getting, again, boundaries that we talked about last week of how time and space works within the TVA. So again, they brought, they keep bringing up the timekeepers. Mobius even said that he hasn't seen them, but the lady he is reporting to, I think her name is Ravana. It seems like she has, but I I have a lot of, I guess, I'm I'm not sure if they actually exist. Not that, well, I don't know if they don't exist, but I don't know if anybody really has seen them. I don't know if maybe the timekeepers are like an idea that this TVA has created, and maybe only certain people know the real truth, like Ravana. Maybe she only knows the real truth, and people like Mobius are followers you know like they believe like he was talking to loki in that one scene like he believes in the tva he believes like this is his life this is what he's supposed to do this is his glorious purpose so to me that's very again kind of following you know a a a cult or however you want to call it but that's what it it's kind of giving me giving me those vibes where you know mobius hasn't even seen the timekeepers but he's trust that whoever has seen them 
that they, he believes what they're telling him about them. So again, I, I mean, I think we'll find out. I think that's going to be an interesting kind of storyline of, you know, are the timekeepers real? Are they actually really controlling the secret timeline or is in reality, I like, I have a gut feeling that Ravana obviously knows a lot more than what she says. And I wonder if it's like, it's not really the timekeepers, but like people she works with and her are really controlling the sacred timeline in a way. So I don't know if it's really the timekeepers or lizards as Loki likes to call them. So I think that's going to be interesting, like an interesting storyline. I think once, you know, once we kind of keep going down this series is if we see the timekeepers. And then I think another thing that really, again, popped to me was again, Loki being Loki, you know, trying to misguide and manipulate Mobius. Mobius not falling for it. But then also we see, again, Loki at a vulnerability when he's reading the files and he sees Ragnarok and he kind of gets teared up and everything like that. So, again, Tom Hiddleston is doing an amazing job with this role. I think it's amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. So yeah, that's my overall thoughts. Again, yes, we got the female Loki. That was the reveal. I think it's going to be really interesting. Apparently, and I didn't, I honestly did not know this, I guess, prior to like months, months ago, when there's obviously rumors and all that, there was this casting of the female Loki. And I think people were, well, there was a casting of the female character and people were just assuming it was a female Loki. So I guess a lot of people had this on their radar. I did not, so... Hooray me. So there you go. There's well, we had the Loki gender fluidity on our radar, knowing, yes. That, yes. knowing that. So I think it was a safe assumption. Um, but my question is, when we go to C20 and she's saying it's real, it's real. I really want to know what that's in reference of. And then yep. did yep. I hear her say, I told I told him where to find the timekeepers. Yes. 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 So I can't imagine that the hunters would know more than Mobius would when it comes to that, because I almost think of them as the boots on the ground. I mean, if you're thinking military, right, it's they're very like military militaristic because, you know, they have their different ranks. And I think he falls somewhere between Ravana and the hunters. I think Mobius does. And so, but I think there's multiple ranks above her as well that we have yet to uncover. Yeah, we find out Mobius is an analyst, is what Ravana calls him. So, so it seems like there's Ravana, who I don't know if we really know her title yet, but she seems like she's above everyone. And then maybe it goes analyst, and then the hunters, and then the Minutemen. That's kind of what I'm seeing as of right now. Uh, the the hierarchy, as it were, and then obviously the timekeepers are the you know the point of you know the point of the hierarchy. But yeah, you bring up an interesting point, Christina, because again, when she said I I let her know or let them know where where they can be found, I question that because like you said, it doesn't really jive with like with how I think it's being perceived that only certain people would know where the timekeepers are, what they do. And I don't think those kind of like you said, boot you know, these uh, soldiers, per se, would know any of that. I don't think they would know where the 
timekeepers would be. Unless they're out so, in the open. Unless they are out right. in the open and you don't realize that they are. True. Very true. Very true. It's a good point. That's a good point. Katie, any thoughts on kind of timekeepers and all that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, cloak and dagger stuff going on between the two departments even um one of my things about all of these new marvel projects that have been coming out on disney plus um there are a lot of clues in the credits at the end a lot of those images that you see we saw it with wandavision and we saw it with falcon and winter soldier i'm noticing it now um now that we're two episodes in i've been really like focused in and paying attention on those end credit scenes. And one of the things I noticed this week was a poster that says it's in that cutesy, like cartoony Miss Minutes um, style, you know, that they've, they've been using. And it says uh, hunters. And I think it says hunters and analysts working together, something, something like it was very, uh, <laughs> it was very like propaganda ish. And it kind of caught my eye because of the events of this episode where um, the, what was, what was her number? C 20, 20. Yes. Yeah. C- yeah. Who came back and was terrified. It's real. It's real. She also not only said divulges that she told female Loki where to find the timekeeper. She also, one of the things that she says was, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where's home she's not talking about the tva that like really stuck in my brain like okay are are these people are these people conscript, conscripted uh first order stormtroopers like what are mm-hmm. we, where where are we going with this i feel like there's a lot certainly that what is her name ravona yeah ravana i don't know if we're saying that right goo goo I feel like there's a lot that that her character is really she seems to be like a number one in charge. And I feel like there is a lot that she is keeping from the analysts specifically. Um, That's Owen Wilson. That's Casey. That's all of those those peeps in the in the suits and ties. Uh, So, yeah, this left me with a lot of questions. And yeah, Owen, I mean, his whole it was so goofy, but his whole jet ski moment, like that, that was the pinnacle of form and function. Like just <laughs> that was so silly to me, but also like, is he he wrong? I don't think he's right. wrong at it. I, don't I mean, I don't wrong. know. I live in Houston. We don't do, we don't do that. Um, oh, we do that you, up here. In, we do. Yeah. In unless you have state. a lake house somewhere, somewhere else in Texas. Like I, I've, I don't know what that's like. So, um, well, I had to get you up in Michigan. Yeah, I would love to, (laughs) but I can tube. I know how to tube. I know how to just sit and float and drink something. So, (laughs) but, but yeah, that's not what we call tubing here either. Okay. (laughs) That's floating slash tubing. But anyway, anyway, how does he know so much about Jet Lake? Did Did he just latch onto that topic and study it? Like there's again, very human qualities, and if these people are supposed to be just creations, that whole conversation they had about creation too was so oh, fascinating. Cool to me. So cool. He was like, ice giants, that sounds ridiculous, you know? <laughs> and Loki, of course, lizard people, that sounds ridiculous, you know? So that that was very there was a lot of, of little nuggets and little things that kind of planted seeds of doubt. I will say in my brain um yeah 
ah, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with the TVA or kind of what is what is underneath. Do we even know where it is? Like, is it out in space somewhere? yeah there's so much mystery with that which is um which is fun so yeah we'll see uh we'll see what happens but yeah one thing that that ravonis or ravana i don't know whatever one thing that gugu said that stuck out to me was uh and i wrote it down loki is an evil lying scourge that's the part he plays on the sacred timeline the part he plays like everybody is playing their part and yeah, that they didn't see this variant coming leaves a whole lot of questions um, for everybody, I think. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And this is a good segue to talk about, I think Loki and Mobius's relationship thus far. I I'm really digging it. I think it's fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. The buddy cop so far, and the things and the conversations that they're having, again, I think it's the the explanation of everything you, you really are getting from those two right now, early on in this series. Just like I think we talked about earlier, maybe even off air, about how it being, you know, like in WandaVision, like it was a buildup. It was a buildup. They were building up to a certain point in the series, and then it took off, in my opinion. Again, same thing kind of in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Again, build up exploration and then we took off so uh christine i'll start with you with this one loki mobius what's your overall thoughts on that relationship thus far in the series i know it's only two episodes but i think it's really good so far really really good i think loki oddly respects him in a weird way like hey you're the one like i should be gone um i think loki knows that he's his chance which is i think mobius actually trusts loki in a weird way, like he, I even at the end of that episode, as he steps through that portal or whatever you want to call it, he's running and telling him no. But I don't think he thinks that Loki's just doing it to disappear. I think already, I think he thinks okay, he's going after her. But um, yeah, I think their their banter has been really great. I think that they're they do have this weird respect. They're kind of like our Falcon and Winter Soldier where they should be enemies and they are kind of enemies, but they actually kind of like each other all at the same time. Um, Kind of fun thing. But yeah, I think that it'll be interesting now that Loki has kind of branched off himself to see how they come back together and how that evolves where the trust level is at once that happens. Um, Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting but they're fun i'm having fun with them yeah they're it's a different pair right it's not wanda and vision it's not you know sam and bucky it's loki and mobius yeah it's a totally different vibe which is i will great. say though and you referenced it we talked earlier about how it it did it slowed down and that did happen with the two other series that we've already had where episode one kind of gets its hook in you and then, like, episodes two and three, you're kind of in for the battle where it's going to be. They're a little bit slower. You're getting a lot of information. You're having – there's so many little eggs that were dropped in this episode that we didn't see. it. I only watched it once. I could watch it a couple more times and probably find all kinds of cues and clues that I just didn't notice. Um, they're there. That's what Marvel does well. And so um, 
I think in episode three, it will be in for the same, but we'll have that cliffhanger ending most likely or that big ending that will lead us into four. So I think we've got another episode of slowness and clues and and, and laying out that baseline and then it's going to get crazy. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of already crazy. Right? I mean, we're already in like a wild ride right now. And it's just, I think it's just going to get even more, uh, you know, We're kind wild. of in the unknown because this series mm-hmm. isn't tying in to the films like the other two did. This only ties in at the very beginning there when Loki picks up the Tesseract in order to trigger everything. But the only other thing we've had is Infinity Stones that ties to the films whatsoever that I've noticed. I may have missed things so far, but we're not really tying into any films yet. We referenced Ragnarok today, but that's really it. And the other two did a lot. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. It's more of a, for me and and Kate, I'm going to throw it to you, but yeah, for me, it's really the start of phase four is Loki. I mean, a hundred percent, this is a kickoff of, of phase four. Katie, go ahead. What Mobius, Loki, your thoughts on the relationship thus far? Enjoying it? Anything, you know, kind of sticking out with you with these two? Yeah, um, this is definitely more of a buddy cop. You know, we were all kind of expecting Falcon Winter Soldier to give us that buddy cop fun feel. And this is definitely a little bit more fun, I would say. Maybe that's just owing to Owen Wilson's personality and acting style and just his history that we know of him as an actor. But um, yeah, they, I agree with you guys. They are a lot of fun to watch together and specifically the trust level. Um, Mobius is so trusting. He's so willing to give Loki the benefit of the doubt, um, the joy of watching, like I referenced earlier, the joy of watching them like figure out this puzzle uh, and test their theory with Pompeii was a lot of fun to watch and the salad scene was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, they, they are a lot of fun, but, but definitely that trust that Mobius has again, like his, his qualities, he's the most human character that we have seen in the TBA so far. And, um, it just leaves me with so many questions and I want to know, I want to know more about him. I want to know about his past and, um, and where he came from and like what kind of what his is he totally like serving the TVA? Like what is his motivation? Um, he's very interesting to me and watching the two of them play off of each other. Like, like you said, even watching Loki go through that portal, he's still trusting him that he's going to do the right thing. Um, he's got it in his head a little bit, certainly. And I think that that, uh, that, that, that is part of where that trust is coming from. But I think too, just his saying that, you know, I believe in the TVA, I am trusting the TVA. Like that, that's just, that, that is such a, a part of who he is. Um, and I think that makes him immediately endearing, especially, I mean, certainly me. So, yeah. Yeah, no, good point because he is, the most kind of human relatable character. He's not like that Minuteman hunter kind of robot esque kind of TVA. Even Rovana, again, if we're saying her name right, is, I mean, she is a little bit human like Mobius, but again, I feel like she is a, a, a robot to something right to the higher ups. So 
it's all, it's all fascinating. I think the TVA is very fascinating. I'm like what we're getting from them. But I like, again, the to, to talk about Loki and Mobius. The chemistry between Owen and Tom is fantastic. It's working for me. It's just like on a like like Katie, you said, it's what we thought maybe Falcon Winter Soldier would be a lot of, which we did get of Buddy Cop, but this is, I think, really the Buddy Cop story. I think that we thought maybe Falcon Winter Soldier was going to be a lot more of, and it's great. You know, again, their conversations are really explaining everything that like we talked about earlier of how the boundaries and parameters that are being set of how time and space works in this, in the TVA. And again, I think it was either, I can't remember which one of you said it, but like, where is the TVA? Do we know where it's at? Is it space? Is it, you know, some random time? Like, we don't know like that. And that's an interesting, I think, concept of not knowing where the TVA is. And maybe, honestly, like Mobius, I think it was the last episode of this episode. So told obviously Loki that like, you know, time works differently here in the TVA, but does it? Like, how does he know? Like, I mean, what, what is the reference? Just because he's been in the TVA. Yeah. He's been time jumping, but like, is he from the future? He doesn't know. Just like Loki said when they're in Pompeii, like is a TVA futuristic. It sounds futuristic. Like they, I mean, you can't, you know, again, we got a really good shots of, you know, the librarian, and, like, the computer, again, looked old school, but it was still, like, new age technology. You know, so it's a mix of, I think, like we talked about last week, it's a mix of, you know, random decades and technology. So you don't get the sense of where they're at. It's, it's futuristic. It's in the past or whatnot. But, again, I guess to bring it back to Loki and Mobius, I like the, the conversation they had about, you know, when he was talking about, about the um oh my god I'm blanking on it when he was talking about the the timekeepers and everything and how he was just so trusting of everything and Loki was like you hear yourself I think Katie you talked about it earlier too like you hear yourself talking about lizards you hear yourself talking about ice giants and you know Mobius's explanation of you know everything is chaos it doesn't nothing really makes sense and basically him telling Loki that's why the TVA is here to make the chaos into something that makes sense so it's a it's a fascinating fascinating i think uh relationship that they have going on but christina go ahead i know you had something to say so dj texts me as he listened to our last episode and he was very happy with your idea that this is going to tie into dr strange too but um he also said like we've been living and existing in this sacred timeline right and his thought process is this chaos, like you just said, that there's multiple other timelines out there. But this is called the sacred timeline because the TVA is controlling this one. Um, and those timelines are just going to be madness that are bouncing out there around the world. And his thought process is, is that the TVA is not anti-time travel. What they are is they are just anti-things not going as planned for the sacred timeline. And right, so right. while they may... You know, we, we talked about pruning and things like that before. So while they may cut off that branch, that doesn't mean it's not going to go back into a different timeline. We're just keeping the sacred timeline clean. Is this, and it is clean as it can be. I mean, clearly we're still having apocalyptic events and things, so it's not clean. But um, 
but it's based on what is supposed to happen. And and we're talking, what, 2047 is one of the years that we are in, I think. 2050. 2050. 2050. So 2050 we were in. And so they're clearly capable of looking in advance how far I think we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the thing is there's this is clearly not the only timeline we're in a multiverse now and you're right this is kicking off phase four from a multiverse level yeah and it's interesting that you bring up the kind of whole multiverse tva stuff and i, I was literally just this, this just came into my head like we know the sacred timeline was once a bunch of multiverses come together so what if within the sacred timeline there are different obviously universes so that's maybe part of the TVA as well is like making sure those universes don't like cross. And maybe this is what this female Loki is doing is she's obviously from a different multiverse within maybe the sacred timeline. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows how many multiverses are in the sacred timeline? Because again, they were merged together, quote unquote, by the timekeepers. So yeah. Can you have timelines is the question. Right. And maybe that's what this female Loki is doing. Right. Right. I mean, who? I guess we'll find out. We're definitely finding out. But yeah, I mean, again, to to kind of go back to Loki and Mobius for me, you know, I like Loki's explanation of, again, how he knew where the variant or female Loki would be with his, within an apocalypse, him explaining Ragnarok, and then them going to Pompeii and watching the volcano explode. I liked that. I really love that scene a lot because Loki was so funny, like getting the goats out, trying to do everything and anything to show that like his theory was correct. And that's what he even told Mobius. Like, you know, if there's anything, if you don't trust me, you know, one thing about me is like, I like to be right. And he was right the entire time. He was right. So it's, it's, it's all very interesting. And now that we know that, you know, at the end of this episode, Loki does go through the portal which I find interesting because it's like, did the female Loki leave that open? Because she could have shut it real quick. But she definitely left it open because I feel like she knew he would follow her. And that maybe he's part of her maybe master plan now. Who knows? I guess we'll we'll find that out um, as the series progresses as well. So it's all very, very, very interesting stuff. Katie, any thoughts on the whole kind of sacred timeline? Do you think there's more than just this one like, do you think there's multiple multiverses within the sacred timeline? Because I think that's an interesting concept. If that's something that would happen, yeah, it is definitely an interesting concept. And I think, I think more so, like you were saying, the timekeepers are obsessed with controlling this one, right? They're obsessed with controlling this one thread, this one timeline. And I think that that certainly. You know, even though there's the there was the battle between the timelines and, you know, the the sacred timeline is the one that is superior to the rest. What if that's all bullshit? You know, what if that didn't actually happen or, you know, they've they've just manipulated the narrative of of that event and all of these multiverses and other timelines and other universes and everything is still out there. Um, I wouldn't rule that out, certainly. And I think that. You know, I think you're on the right track that that this other Loki has figured out how to get around and 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 go through these different points in time and universes and timelines. Um, 
yeah, I there's something to that, and I think that I think it's a it's. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe that it's more so the timekeepers are trying to push this narrative that necessarily isn't true. That makes sense. No, that, that, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. I, I, I kind of want to jump back to Loki just real quick. I, I find it interesting that his, when they were talking about the different Loki, so we saw and we heard Mobius explain that a major, you know, variant that they have been always going after are all Lokis basically. And they come in all different forms. And we saw the different pictures as he was showing it. And then he talked about the, the powers and whatnot that a variant could possibly do. And I found it interesting that the explanation that Loki gave about, um, like basically I like recreating himself on a molecular level, but it's not really him Obviously, we've seen that within the MCU. We see it, you know, a bunch of times that he uses it. So then I got to thinking that the scene where they go to 2050 Alabama and he 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 shakes himself off or uses magic to dry off. I I wonder if that's not him duplicating himself in a way. So like because I guess. Like, if he can use his magic, which that is basically setting and telling you that he can obviously use his magic within these different eras, obviously, when he's not in with outside of the TVA, then, and then he was, you know, fighting the female Loki when she was going into the different bodies, which was kind of her thing that she can kind of uh, enchant, or not enchant, but she can control, mind control maybe, or body control other people. Uh, without obviously physically being there. So, and he was getting his butt kicked by these people. I'm like, he's a freaking supposed God. Like, wouldn't he be able to kind of defend himself a little better? I don't know. That's what it got me thinking that maybe that Loki that we see is a, is like a, is a duplicate of, of him, you know, projecting that for others to see. I don't know. It, it, maybe it's a, it's a wild theory. Maybe I'm totally off, but like, again, I feel like anything's on the table right now. Anything's on the table. Okay, so Katie, your thoughts on maybe Loki, maybe he duplicated himself when he quote unquote dried his clothes off. And maybe that wasn't, you know, maybe there's another Loki floating around out there somewhere. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's definitely an interesting thought. Um, I think, I think that there is... I don't know. I, I'm still kind of stuck on the idea that this Loki is just from another time, like from another timeline and, you know, it is another Loki. Maybe one of the past variant Lokis was able to, to duplicate themselves or, um, you know, bring her into existence somehow. Uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mystery around her and uh hopefully i really hope next episode we spend a lot of time with her and get a lot of juicy backstory and exposition about where she came from what her motivations are uh and really kind of get more of her story yeah female loki is gonna be really interesting because i mean it was a a quick scene that we see her you know like she was talking to Loki and she's basically, you know, as we see her 
in her female form saying that, you know, you, you know, I, I'm smarter than you basically. Like I don't need you. And through the other people that she was like talking through, she even said that like taking over the TVA wasn't, isn't her goal as it is our Loki. So clearly when she set those charges and like basically imploded the, the, the sacred timeline, she's got other plans. She has other plans that she is going to do. And again, I think this will kick off the Doctor Strange stuff. I think this will tie into it, I think, really, really well. So we'll see where this goes. Christina, your thoughts on Loki duplicating himself and female Loki? What are your thoughts? I think it's a total possibility that Loki did duplicate himself and then hide himself as a TVA agent or as a hunter or something because they were... That was an intentional scene. There was an intentional scene with Loki describing his different powers and what they were and why they were different and how they were different. You, We've known Loki's got the powers to do these things for years. This isn't new for us, but they've now defined them. And I didn't write them down, but they've now defined them and they've just told you exactly what that power does. And he told you why he would use it at that time. Um, that was they intentionally took a good minute and a half to two minutes of this episode to describe that to you. Um, and so that's not just a random drop in. That's not filler content. That's information that is going to mean something, I think. And I think you might be right. Um, it could have been him testing. Do my powers work when he dried his clothing? That was him. OK, do my powers work here? Or did the TVA do something to limit them? And then in the scenes where they are having the fight, did he, and I don't remember, did he reach over and touch someone else? Did he do the same thing female Loki was doing? And that's why he couldn't fight against himself as a god. Um, did he disguise himself as someone else? And so that I think could be could be a possibility also. And then female Loki, I want to know what her motivation is. I always want to know people's motivation and purpose. It's just the thing I do. Um, I want to know what hers is and why and what her goal is, where where she's trying to go. And I think we will get that probably episode three, maybe four, maybe three. We think we're getting it. And then that's where our cliffhanger is going into four. We understand. Are they going to team up or is she the enemy? Yeah, I think next episode will be really interesting because I think there were shots in the trailer that I'm remembering of them sitting down somewhere and talking. So I think we'll get that. And I think within that trailer too, in a similar, I think, setting, we see Loki running from something that's like exploding behind him. So we'll see. It's going to be very interesting. I think female Loki will be obviously in here for the long haul as far as this is who we're going to be going after. I don't think it's going to be our Loki. Like, you know, I, I think this is who we're going to be going after this entire series. That's just my... That's my initial thought. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, let's go round table. Final thoughts, Katie, on this episode. And any any thoughts on where you think we're going to go in the series? Because it's literally wide open. It is wide open. And that's why I have no thoughts. I mean, I, mean, I do. I, I, I have some speculation just about Mobius and about um, the TVA and kind of what what they might be hiding 
um, or that they are hiding a whole heck of a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm ready for the next episode. I'm ready to get, you know, some crumbs of answers from uh, Loki's new best buddy and see kind of what they get up to now that they are presumably in the same place together and um yeah and we'll see we'll, we'll see what what that turns out i'm i'm excited for it this so far you know we're only two episodes in but so far this series has opened things up in a way that i think we were all expecting it was gonna get weird it was gonna get crazy and it definitely has yeah no 100 it, it is living up to what i think we all thought it was going to be it's a wild ride and it's and it's it's showing that even in these first two episodes. Christina, your thoughts, final thoughts, and any speculation? This is the one series that I went into with no preconceived notions of what I was going to get. And it's a good thing because I probably would have been freaking wrong. Um, and so I, I have enjoyed it so far because it is wide open. There's at this point, we have no single storyline that we are stuck on. We have no clear path. If we think back to the other series that we've done so far, we knew the path where they were, where it was going to go. Um, at this point, I think in both, we already had a really clear idea of what was happening in this one. I don't have a damn clue. I do not have a damn clue what is going to happen a week from now. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I like not having the story. I mean, we've got bits and pieces where we can put cues and clues together and have a general idea. But at that point, one small scene changes everything in this series, which didn't quite happen in the others. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. I think what the show is doing well is kind of keeping a, keeping you on our toes as a viewer, because really, with space and time being, being a, a big part of the show, it does open to a lot of theories, a lot of, lot of ideas, a lot of things that they could do within it, which is exciting. I will say this. I think <laughs> because they, they, they hung on that, that jet ski conversation, and I feel like at some point, and I might have said this already, but I feel like at some point Owen Wilson will be riding on a jet ski sometime in this series i love I really it do. I, I feel like that's gonna that's gonna happen. i'm here for it let's do it <laughs> i think it would make sense like you don't have that conversation and not like i don't know like, i just feel like it's 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 gonna happen it's gonna happen for sure but yeah i mean female loki will get a lot of her i think oh, i'm assuming next episode and then honestly from there i don't know what to expect i mean do we do we run into other variant Lokis? Is it just the female Loki we're going to be following and then the Loki we know? It's going to be crazy. But I do feel that that at, before he, before they split up, you know, Loki told Mobius, you know, to trust me when they split up at the, at the store that they were at the end. So again, I feel like that Loki is, you know, he is... He does have plans, but he does, I think, like we talked about earlier, he does trust Mobius to a certain degree. And I think they, they trust each other. So I'm really excited to see that buddy cop relationship continue to grow within this series. So, yeah, good stuff. Good episode. I think we got a lot of juicy stuff in it. Maybe not a ton of action, but a lot of juicy information, which was a lot of fun. Okay, so before we bounce, we have a couple of 
SGBC question. So the first one comes from our friend of the show. That is Trey. And he asked this. Disney is in the prequel business these days. Cruella just released. And the other day they announced a live action prequel for Beauty and the Beast. What prequel would you all like to see them make? Thanks. Okay, so that is from Definitely Not Trey on Twitter. It's a good question. I feel like for me, a prequel that they haven't made. If you're talking about like like movies like Cruella and Maleficent, like kind of origin stories for villains, you know, I, I mean, what about the... I mean, I don't think they really... Have they really done a Snow White live no. action in this era? No, so they haven't. So you could do something with, like, her. I know they've done... Like, it's not Disney, but they've done Snow White movies. But I don't think Disney has themselves done a re, like a live action version of it. So that'd be cool, like a, a Snow White, but, like, from the... uh whatever, I can't remember what her name is in that movie, is it just an evil queen? Or evil, queen. evil queen. Evil <laughs> queen. Very, From, very like, original. From her perspective, I think that'd be interesting. Her and like the mirror, mirror, all that stuff. I mean, why not? We're doing, we're doing a bunch of other origin stories, so why not? Why not? Uh, Katie, what are you, uh, any, any thoughts on that question? What do you think? Any prequels you want to see? That I want to see? That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> You're assuming I want to see it. I tell you, I, I saw Cruella this week and I was not very impressed. Um, the visuals of it and the music and um, the, the performances were great. The story and stuff, I was not very impressed. So for me, like leave well enough alone and let's get something new uh, is kind of where where I'm at. And I'm just very quickly like running through the Rolodex of Disney and there is not, there's not one that I really care to, <laughs> to know the, the before story really. Um, I don't know. Great mouse detective. Let's get more. <laughs> I'll stick Love with it. that. Right, more it. great mouse detective. Let's do that. <laughs> Give it to us. Give it to us. More great mouse detective. I love it. Christina, your uh, answer to the question. So I'm kind of Is there thinking, any prequel you want to see made? I'm kind of thinking, how did Ursula become Ursula? So how did the sea witch become the Sound sea witch? Question? Because she's kind of like half octopus or whatever. And like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Was she like a shunned mermaid that had like was given all these extra tentacles. I have no idea. Like maybe give me an Ursula why she turned out the way she is. But also I'm kind of thinking like a if we're thinking like Cinderella and we're thinking through like the evil stepmother and and how, what was her life like where she got those two dreadful step or those two dreadful daughters and and I relate to her a lot cuz you know she just sits there in the dark and pets her cat and hangs out and like is just mean to people. So probably me in 20 years <laughs> sitting there with and being evil to people so um no i i think those could be a couple interesting more villain i the only thing that i do appreciate is that, that they are trying to give the villains their light because you don't really understand why the villains are the villains why they are the way they are in any of the disney films but at the same time you kind of need the villains 
and you don't always want to relate to the villains and you don't always want to see that they were once good people. So I, I'm with Katie with kind of leave well enough alone. Give us different content. Give us something new. Quit trying to replay the same things from the 1960s and before that you created. Yeah, I mean, not I don't oh, think everything needs an explanation, you know, like just just let it be. <laughs> like, let's just let's move on. It's all this reminds me of our, you know, remake our conversation we had a while back. Like, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Cool. But like, if you don't need to do it, don't do it. Yeah, I agree. I feel I like these are just yeah. place fillers that they don't have anything, any new ideas. So they're like, hey, since we don't have anything new, but we need to get something out there to churn in some revenue. Let's just tell the villain story. Maleficent was one thing. Maleficent was very well done. It was it should have been the one and done that they did and just have left it at that. But yeah, I, I think that we are anti remake and we are anti at, at this, at this podcast. That's we're anti this. I don't know. Anti, but right. I think it's just, you got to pick and choose the correct stuff to remake. And remake yeah. For sure. Yeah. Don't just cash drag, grab just, just because you're Disney and because you own it, like make it good, you know, make it good, make yeah. it interesting. I I didn't think I thought Corella was fine. I don't know if good parts of it were good. Was it interesting? Parts of it were interesting. You know, I might be on an island here, but yeah, it was kind of kind of meh. Kind of didn't need it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I, I I've heard that from a lot of people, though, the same thing. All right, our last question comes from KD, who's been a uh, avid listener of ours from the beginning, so we appreciate KD. His question is this. He says, did DC just admit that Dick Grayson is better than Bruce Wayne after that big mess up? So there's big controversy. I don't think we'll really go into it too much here because we are semi-family appropriate come on we say fuck we can talk about fucking right that's fair <laughs> i mean that's fair i mean i'm fine with it but i just don't know for if our listeners would really give a shit but hey what do i know i just podcast but so the i will say this about what you're talking about katie so if you don't know there's a harley quinn animation on hbo max which i hear is fantastic i can watch it i hear it's fantastic and the creators came out and said they had a scene in season three where Batman goes down on Catwoman. And DC Warner Brothers was like, hell no, take that out of the animation. You're not doing that. So now everybody has an opinion on it. Go ahead, Katie. You, I see you have an opinion. Yeah, the, it wasn't don't do that. It was heroes don't do that. That was the reasoning behind. Heroes don't do that. And I'm sorry, heroes do do that. Thank you very much. Agreed. Agreed. Heroes would do that. Heroes would do that. So that the, I I don't know if they admitted that Dick Grayson is better than Batman, but they sure did. (laughs) They made it kind of impossible not to maybe put that together. But I digress. But it's, it was. It's an interesting time on Twitter when that story broke. Uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. People kind of giving their opinions of what superheroes actually do do that, and who wouldn't. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I say, fuck, I don't know why they're telling them to take it out. Fucking do it. Who cares? The animation's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, go for it. Right. Yeah. Christina, let, let superheroes fuck. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I think that yourself. was. I think it's kind of ridiculous to be quite honest that it's even a topic of conversation. I am so glad I'm not on the same same Twitter groups and things that you all are because it would. It's just some interesting things that you come across. But no, um, it's animation of Batman and it's in Harley Quinn. I mean, come on, like DC, get off your high horse. Get over it. You don't think that that's like real life? You don't think that Bruce Wayne's down for that? You are full of it. I totally agree. Bruce Wayne's definitely that person. And Batman would be that superhero. I 100% agree with Katie. I mean, maybe Batman goes down. Batman, I'll say but, it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about Val Kilmer Batman? That's the one oh, I'm Val Kilmer Batman? 100% <laughs> was down for that. Yeah. Down. Michael down. Keaton. The only one we really need to know on. is Michael Keaton. I, guarantee I feel like Michael, Michael Keaton's Keaton down for that. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, hell yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. George Clooney? Uh, a toss up for me. He's really pretty. Fair. He's real. Fair. Christian Bale? Yes. yes 100%. I Christian's totally down for that. <laughs> Good. Now that we've cleared that up. I, oh, our I, light bulb. Yeah. Hold on. There's one more. Robert Pattinson. Oh, 100%. okay. 100%. He, 100%. Yeah. Is. I mean, 100%. something's going to crawl out of his hair and yeah. give you something. Yeah. yeah there, he's but... a feminist. He's down for it. He's down for it. <laughs> This yeah, I think my, one of my favorite there. It's there were so many funny, funny conversations and memes oh, yeah. Yeah. that came after that news. But I think my favorite comment that I saw was, "Are you kidding? His mask is made for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's right. The shape of it, like it's all there." <laughs> Somebody was thinking when they were drawing Batman. Let's right? just put it out there. <laughs> they had thoughts and opinions on it already. But thanks for the question, Katie. I hope you enjoyed our uh, answers to that. Very fun Twitter uh, discourse going on right now. All right, that's it. That's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Christina, tell the good people where they can find you. Twitter and Instagram at A Beautiful Quest. Awesome. Katie, tell the good people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitch at Penguin Katie and also on Twitter liking a whole bunch of uh, Batman and Catwoman fan art <laughs> at Penguin Katie. <laughs> the fan art is fantastic, by the way. If you haven't, if you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Lauren Knows on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us, the Geek Broads, uh, Geek Broadcast at Geek Broads. Pod on Twitter, and then you can follow and listen to all of our other episodes like this one on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, all of it. We're there. And reminder please, please, please go rate, review us on Apple, uh, Apple Pod. It's huge, it's big. That gets our, gets our name out there. So please, 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 if you haven't done that, go do that. And then also, if you haven't followed us on Twitter again, at Geek Broads Pod. Please go follow us. We are currently only eight away from 200 followers. So please go spread the word about us. That's it. That's all. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, stay geeky, everybody. Bye.